Hello, listeners, and welcome to Road Talk with AV. I am your host, Anthony Valentin, and today's topic is relationships. And the reason that I chose relationships, relationships are very complex, whether they be a marriage, whether they be boyfriend, girlfriend, long-term, short-term, business, community, friendship, uh, with neighbors, and what have you, relationships are not as easy as people would like to think. And I've taken a real interest in relationships because of the dynamics. And one of the things that I come to understand is that there are very different dynamics that are taking place in all the relationships that we have. And one of the things that, to me, that I find interesting is the concept that a person has of that relationship in their mind, what they think the relationship should be, and how should the relationship work. And so one of the things about relationships is the dynamic of communicating or the lack thereof, the communication. The only way that relationships can continue to be strong, moving forward, and being fruitful is if the communication is strong. And it doesn't mean that the communication is always going to be top-notch, but the more that two people work at trying to understand one another, the easier it will be for that relationship to develop. And so one of the things that I'm going to be talking about is the mentality that one takes into the relationship uh, building process, um, the maintaining process, and why sometimes relationships dissolve. And so one of the things I want to look at is the dynamic of what are we taking into that relationship as far as of our understanding, what we looking to get out of what we're wanting to put in and last but not least is this a healthy relationship because let's face it not all relationships are healthy and not all relationships are going to be fruitful and so one of the relationships that I want to look at is parenting and so parenting relationships are very 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 complex and I'm going to be honest with, you know, the listeners and those that are tuning in is that parenting relationships doesn't fit one size fits all. That is not right. Um, I, I, I would be doing you, the listeners of, of, of this justice, if I really felt as though one size fits all, not only for parenting, but for all relationships. And so when it comes to a parenting relationship, one has to look at the relationship that not only that they have with their spouse or significant other, but the relationship that they have with their children. And, you know, growing up, <clears throat> I was pretty much raised in a, a household that, you know, for the most part did have two parents. However, one was a step parent. And so, you know, 
through being raised in that dynamic there as a young kid and growing up into adulthood, there's certain characteristics or certain behaviors that, you know, was acceptable in my household. Then now I look back and say, yeah, that wasn't cool to me. As a parent, I wouldn't do those things. And so one of the things that I want to talk about is as a couple, right? As co-parents, if you will, husband and wife, what, what have you. And so if your child is being raised in a household where there's constant yelling, constant fighting, if, you know, the husband or one of the spouses is constantly belittling that other individual, you know, is always belittling the children, then what ends up happening is that now this relationship is becoming toxic, is toxic, and it is not a very warm household. And so we need to figure out, or that couple really needs to figure out, where did that relationship take a turn? Because I truly believe that for the most part, all relationships start out good, beneficial, loving, and what have you. But somewhere along the line, something happened, something changed. And unless the people that are stuck in that relationship are willing to dig in what changed. And sometimes it's a conception that one brings into the relationship um, one likes to put, like I like to say, a front, if you will, during the courting process. But when you start to really get serious in that relationship, you start noticing things about the other individual, whether good, bad, or indifferent. And one has to then really have a keen eye or a sense of, wow, is this person really the person that I want to have children with? Is this the person that I really want to move forward in life with? Is this the individual that I see myself long-term with? And so some of those things in the relationship that one has to really get to understand is what is this person's vision or what is their understanding of our relationship and what is their understanding as far as being a parent? Because it it's not as easy as one likes to make it out. One of my pet peeves, if you will, or one of the sayings that really does um, get under my skin that I don't agree with, and I think that it's unfair to classify all people under one uh, mentality or one way of seeing things. So one of my pet peeves or one of the sayings that I really disagree with is, is the comment that I hear a lot is that, you know, a mother would do anything for her child. Oh, do I know that not to be so true? Um, not only from my experiences in life, but just the things that I've seen, um, the studies that I've done. Also, just knowing that, you know what, not all parents are created equal. Not all women are created equal and not all men are created equal. And so when I hear the saying that a mother would do anything for her child, I know that not to be true. Number one, <clears throat> I've ran the streets with mothers who didn't care two cents about their children. I've known people in the penitentiary that their mothers, you know, um, might have molested them. Um, incest was in the house, uh, you know, abuse. 
um, alcoholism, drug abuse. I uh, know girls that I ran the street with as friends, as acquaintances that were actually prostituted by their mother for crack, um, um, for heroin, for drugs. And so to sit there and say that a mother would do anything for her child is not correct. Some mothers, or maybe you as a mother, would do everything possible that you can for your child. Yet, I need to give those credit to those mothers that really did the best that they could for their children and did put their children first above all. However, you know, we know that not all mothers are created equal. And again, why? You know, it could be that the mothers came for in an abusive household prior. You know, the only thing that, you know, um, they may have been taught is that the man controls the house. Um, a woman, you know, needs to be obedient. You know, the husband says, do this and you need to do it. That I don't agree with because to me, a relationship is 50-50. And so it's really trying to figure out what is it that an individual wants out of this relationship, right? Because two people coming together in a relationship is very complex. And so, again, really getting to identify with that individual, hey, what do I see in this individual? What about this individual I'm attracted to? You know, having conversations, getting to an understanding that, you know, how, how do you see a relationship? How do you see parenthood? How do you see marriage, right? Um, we all know, um, or at least that's a comment that I shouldn't have made because we all don't know this, but to my understanding and to my knowledge and the stuff that I come to understand is that more than half of marriages in the U.S. end up in divorce. And to me, that is a statistical number that is a shame, honestly. And so why are these marriages being dissolved and why is there no longevity to these marriages? And some of it is because people play games. You know, um, I, I come across an individual that truly believes that, you know, her sexual experience or their sexual experience should be with their husband or, or their married spouse. And so as an individual who's trying to get in their pants, I'm going to, you know, do everything in my, in my power that I possibly can to have sex within this individual. So that's one thing. Number two, another thing is that people are actually really good at playing a facade. But I truly believe that there are signs that, you know what, this relationship may not be headed in a good direction. Now, the question is, what do we do when we start seeing those signs? You know, is this individual starting to become physically abusive? Did, you know, this individual start putting their hands on you? They start becoming a little bit more aggressive, trying those intimidation tactics, right? Um, also, let's not forget, you know, uh, mental abuse, constantly putting you down. You're not a good wife. You're not worth this. You're not worth that. How did it go from, you know, we being two loving people now, I'm not worth anything or this person isn't worth anything. And once you start to see those signs, that should be a good indicator that somewhere along the line, something changed, right? Because that's the only reason that relationships dissolve. Something changed. Something along the line changed. And that's what we need to figure out. Also, if you start noticing these change, 
please have have the conversation with this individual to sit there and say, wow, I've noticed that you're starting to become a little bit more aggressive, that you're talking me to me in a way that you're disrespecting me. It isn't the way that, you know, spouses or people that are in love or people that have good relationship, positive relationships talk to one another. And so without having these conversations, what we end up doing is we end up sucking it up. And guess what? Now we're stuck, right? Oh, we feel as though we're stuck. I truly believe that there's always an opportunity to get out of the relationship. Now, we may not like the measures that we may have to go to to get out of these relationships, especially if they're abusive, especially if they're mentally abusive and and you're being kind of like, you know, um, sequestered from your family or being held from your family. But there is help out there. I just want you to know that. But at the same time, Also, I believe that there are telltale signs and relationships, right? And what our understanding of a relationship is, that's what we bring from us. So another, you know, pet peeve of mine or another comment that really doesn't sit well with me is a comment that all men are dogs. That is not true. That's like me saying, hey, all women, you know, turn tricks. That's not true. All women turn to drugs. All women are drinkers. You know, um, all men are deadbeat dads. No, but some of that fits. Some of that is is legit. However, to classify all men as being dogs, to me, I find that offensive. Just like when I find people putting women in, you know, categories, that's not cool. I find that offensive because, number one, I don't know all women. Number two, I don't know all men. Number three, I don't know all parents. I know that there's some great parents out there, but I also know that there's some crappy parents out there too that should never have children. And so to classify people just in one category because of our experiences is not fair. And so when we do those things, we're also limiting our thinking as well. So if I truly believe that, you know, all women turn tricks, what type of relationship am I going to have with a woman and vice versa? As a woman, if you believe that all men are dogs and all men are cheaters, what type of relationship then are you looking to have with this individual? So we really need to be careful and come to an understanding that, yeah, there are some people like this, Absolutely. There's some women like this. There's some men like this. But to classify all individuals in that category, we're really doing a disjustice. And it's not fair. It's not fair to them. And really, it's not fair to you because you hinder your ability then to have something fruitful with somebody else. You know, society really is is amazing because I look at things nowadays. And it just seems that if you come across a guy and a girl having a conversation or just having lunch, automatically it's sexual. And it's like, wow, why does it need to be sexual? Why does it need to be other than two co-workers just sitting down having lunch? It's one of the things that, you know, um, that I will say that, you know, let's say I'm at a, a restaurant and me and my buddies from work, you know, happen to walk in the restaurant. And I come across my wife and she's sitting there having lunch with an individual, another male, let's say, right? First of all, my mind is not going to go to, oh, she's cheating on me. That's not the way that I operate. 
It's not the mentality that I have. Number two, I can bet money. I can bet money that 100% of the time, my wife is going to get up and introduce me as her husband, and she's going to introduce me to her co-worker. Right now, sure, they could be playing a facade, but I think that we know each other so well that I know when she's genuine and she knows when I'm genuine. But there is nothing wrong with opposite sexes having a friendship, having, you know, a, a relationship as co-workers and as friends. I don't believe that every relationship is sexual because it involves the opposite sex. If you're thinking like that, that is small-minded thinking, and that small-minded thinking is going to really hold you back. And you know what? You may not be a happy individual in life. And so you need to get out of that small thinking because at the end of the day, to me, I really don't worry about the other individual. I know who my wife is as a person. And so I can stand on that. And at the end of the day, hey, if something happened, I know that it wasn't my fault. And you know what? Hey, it's time to move on. It just wasn't meant to be. But, you know, that small thinking that we have and the relationships that we build really does hinder our ability to really form something meaningful and something good. Again, you know, when we talk about intimate relationships, we're not talking about, you know, sexual relationships or, you know, doing the dirty or, you know, just, hey, just having sex with individuals. But when I say an intimate relationship, what I mean is a meaningful, productive relationship. And I believe that as friends of the opposite sex, that can happen. But I also believe that it takes strong people People that know themselves, that aren't insecure, that, you know, are able to communicate and have an understanding of the relationships that they have. Another thing about relationships is, you know, at the end of the day, what are you investing in that relationship? And that really did um, really hit home for me because... When I met my wife, I met my wife after doing six and a half years in the penitentiary. I was at the halfway house and my wife met me. I didn't have, you know, a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. I had nothing. I just had to start working for a temp agency. I was making eight fifty an hour. The halfway house was taking 15 percent. Um, for court costs, rent, and then I also had to pay child support. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it wasn't like she saw this individual that was going to college and, oh, my God, he has a great career. But she saw something in me, and she said, I believed in you. And it's funny that, you know, when I met my wife, I told my wife straight up, I don't believe in marriage. I really don't. You know, for many years, I was led to believe that my mom and dad were married when come to find out they weren't even married. And so it was just like, wow. And then not only that, I seen marriages right throughout my growing up, if you will, my experience in life that, you know, it wasn't good. You know, people were being smacked around, uh, people were being cheated on, uh, people not coming home, abuse, mental, verbal. And so I really thought like, wow, you know what? I'm, marriage isn't for me. I, I, I really don't. You know, it's not for me. However, my wife saw something in me. Now, 
Yes, you know, I brought a lot of baggage. I brought that understanding of marriage. And so one of the things that I really had to do when I decided to marry my wife, and it took time, you know, the things that I'm talking to you about doesn't just happen overnight. But one of the things that me and my wife, and, and she really did, you know, put up with a lot. Um, I was one that I didn't talk about my feelings. I wouldn't communicate. If I was upset about something, I would shut down. I would be mad for days. And you know what? That That isn't cool. That That isn't fair to her. And it wasn't fair to me. And so now we communicate. I, I try to communicate as, as much as I can. I like to say that I'm getting better every day, every minute. And so this is why I'm able to talk to you about these relationships, because in order for them to prosper, see, we have to feed it that positive energy. We have to water it, right? You know, the only way that a flower or a tree or anything can grow is if you feed it. The same thing, the only way that your bank account can grow, right, is that if you continue saving. And so in order for my relationship with my wife to be able to work and, and, and to have the amount of years that we have, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, you know, 13 years of marriage, you know, um, will be this year. And so, you know, yes, you know, we've had our ups and downs. There were times where, you know, I, I just wanted to leave. I was ready to check out. Um, but, you know, I know that if I did that, I did that, number one, not giving it 110%, not giving it my all. Number two, I was running away from the problem versus trying to figure out what the problem was. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of the times I was the problem. You know, um, it doesn't mean that my wife is perfect because, you know, I like how I like to say is that we're all perfectly imperfect. However, she was able to teach me what it was like to be in a relationship and to truly invest. And, and if you're not investing in the relationship that you have, how could it be fruitful? How can you create and develop something beautiful, something warm? You know, um, a home, right? A home should be warm. It should be loving. It should be caring. You know, kids should want to be home. Kids should want to feel surrounded by love caring, nurturing, the same thing, you know, as a spouse, when you're coming home from work, is it, wow, you know, I'm glad to be home, yes, or is it, wow, here I go, I got to enter this house, I wonder what it's going to be like today, you see, that's not a relationship, we, we, we're, we weren't created to have those type of relationships, now, do I believe that we were created to have relationships with people and for it to be a blessing and for it to be beautiful? Absolutely. But that just doesn't happen overnight. It takes work. The same thing in business relationships. If you're scheming and scamming and you know, you're not being honest, you're not being good to your partners, then guess what? That business is going to fail. You're going to end up failing and things is not going to end up right. And so if we aren't investing good things, positive things, if we aren't communicating, and by what I mean communicating is just not the person speaking, but is also listening. Because I think the biggest part about communication is not about hearing the other person, but it's about listening to what the other person is saying. And, you know, I'm still working on those things. I'm trying to get better. I'm continually getting better. And I'm making an effort. And if we're not making those efforts, then how can we say that we're invested? 
I love my wife to death. I know that she has put up with a lot, but I've also spoken to her about the things that, you know what, I like, the things that I don't dislike, um, the things that make me me, how I see things. And again, just because I see things a certain way doesn't make it real. Again, just because I believe something, it doesn't make it true. And that's very dangerous if we're going into a relationship. Or again, let's say someone said, hey, listen, you know, I saw your wife, you know, having lunch, you know, with so-and-so. If already I have made up in my mind that she was doing something bad, guess what? That conversation is not going to go good, right? Because I already have it made up in my mind that you did me bad. You did me dirty. And again, that is a dangerous perception to have. Always thinking about the negative, right? And so one of the things that I really want the listeners to really focus on, if you can, is what makes you you, right? And what are you bringing into this relationship? What do you want out this relationship? Do you believe that working with this other individual, having good communication, that your relationship is going to prosper into something nice? Now, it doesn't mean that it doesn't come with its obstacles. Because again, sometimes I may perceive something that my wife said as, wow, that wasn't cool. But as her and I begin to talk about it, I'm like, oh, okay, yes, that was just a clear misunderstanding. My bad, right? And so, again, I know that my wife and the people that I'm surrounded with don't do things intentionally to make me mad. And again, it's okay if they disagree with me. See, that's another thing that I really do want to discuss also is that it's okay if people disagree with us. People don't always need to be on the same page. And and that's where I think... Sometimes things go sideways because, you know what, you always need to be in agreement with me. And that's not true. I want my wife to be able to think freely. I want to be able to understand her thought process because, you know what, I may be able to learn from that. I may be able to get something out of it because I know that for a fact, my way of thinking isn't always right. You see, like... um. My wife would be real quick to tell me, you know, you need to be a little bit more forgiving. I'm not as forgiving as she is. And so I, although I respect and I love and I admire that about her, I will, again, cut people off real quick at the end of the day. You know, I may give you another shot uh, if I do give you that second shot, but things don't work out the way that it should have. I'm going to keep it moving. My wife is not like that. My wife is, she believes in people. She believes in the, in the goodness of people. And um, is she cautious? Definitely so. My wife is real good at reading people. But my wife has a great heart and she will do whatever she can to help people out. Me, at the end of the day, I will do what I can for you. But at the same token, I will cut you off in a minute if we're not vibing, if what we're trying to do is not coming and I'm doing the best that I can and I see that you're not investing that same amount of time and energy in the way that I am, it's time to move on. Again, and I don't see anything wrong with that. If someone was to tell me that about them, I'm not going to have a negative judgment on them. Hey, they are who they are as a person. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't get better, but communication is key. Understanding what it is about this relationship that we're trying to create, right? Because we're not meant to be on this planet alone. Um, 
I used to be a loner. I was a loner for many years. I also didn't understand relationships for many years. I've seen abuse, not only physical, verbal. I've experienced abuse, not only physical, but verbal. And so, yeah, I, was, I wasn't I was very trusting. You know, I had to come to learn to really trust another human being and to really understand that this human being that is my wife, this human being that is a good friend of mine, this human being that is a co-worker, of mine, I know has my best interest at heart. It doesn't always turn out that way, but I can tell you that there are warning signs. A lot of the times, though, we put up with what we put up with because we feel as though, well, this is the way that it should be. Number two, this is what I deserve. I don't deserve to be happy. Or number three, I just don't know how to get out of it. And so, Understand that, you know, we do have choices that we have to make. And sometimes is letting go of what's not fruitful. Like you have to let go of the bad fruit. You have to. You you have to let go of that abusiveness. You you know, you are a human being. You are a valued human being. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to be respected and you deserve to be honored. And if you see that you're not receiving that in a relationship, then you need to move on. But at the same token, you also need to be showing that in a relationship. See, because a relationship is not one-sided. There's two people in this relationship. Sometimes there's three, sometimes there's four, depending on the type of relationship, whether it's business, community, neighborhood, friendship, co-workers, spouses, you know, lovers, partners, what have you, right? And so you also need to take accountability and responsibility into the things you're investing into this relationship. You know, it's funny that, you know, um, I hear, oh, you know, watching a movie or, or reading a book or, or just reading, because I, I do, I do a lot of reading, especially at night, you know, where I may come across a story that I may find intriguing about marriage. And one of the things that I do come across is, oh, we fell out of love with each other. You know, we no longer love each other. Why? What changed? And so I'm always going to go back to what changed. Something changed in the relationship. How can I love this person yesterday, but not today? To me, that just doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm never, it's never going to make sense to me. But again, I, to me, something changed. And unless we're willing to identify what changed, then yeah, you're going to fall out of love with, with each other because you're not investing. You see, love isn't something that just happens. Love is something that you need to work at. Love is something that both parties need to invest in. It's not easy, but I'll tell you what, when you achieve it, it is a blessing. But in order to keep it, you need to keep working at it. So when I hear that a person fell out of love, something happened, something changed. And nine times out of ten, what I come to my conclusion is that the communication changed, whether it was verbally communicating with somebody or was it actually listening to the communication that was happening. And so it's a two way street. I don't believe that, you know, hey, people just fall out of love. Now, I do honestly think that if a person didn't love you genuinely to begin with, then yes, I can understand why that might have dissolved. But if two people genuinely loved each other, how can you just simply fall out of love? I don't buy it. 
I'm never going to buy it. To me, it just does not make sense. And so we go back and, and, and look at, you know, what changed. You know, there was a point in my time where, you know, I wasn't seeing eye to eye with my wife. And, you know, maybe I was drinking too much. Maybe, you know, I was, you know, spending money. Maybe I wasn't communicating. You know, maybe I was being closed off. Maybe I wasn't giving us a chance. And until I was willing to adopt to listening and wanting to invest because at the end of the day, I married my wife because I do love her. I love what we have. Uh, my wife has been my biggest supporter. She has also been my biggest critic because I needed her to. When, you know, I wanted to quit school, or I was wanting to give up and not put my best foot forward. She was the first one to say, man, you better than this. I know that you're better than this. You know, I, I see you, what you're capable of. And you know what? If you're willing to give up, wow, like you're not doing it then for you, you really don't care about us and you're being selfish. And you know what? Selfishness does not, does not help a relationship. When we're in a relationship, on the contrary, we need to become selfless. We need to be, number one, willing to listen and to take into consideration the other person's thought process as well as their feelings. Again, I'm not 100% right. I have certain views, whether it may be political, religious, um, raising kids, being a husband, spending money, that you know what? My wife may not agree with. Now, it doesn't mean that I hate her for it. Is that okay? She has a different view. However, our different views doesn't separate the love that we have for one another. It doesn't cause a, you know, a wedge between her and I. I know that, you know, as a mother, as a wife, as a sister, you know, as a co-worker, she has certain views and it's okay because it makes her who she are, she is and I'm in love with who she is. And so those are the things that I love about her. But at the same time, my wife also understands that, you know, I have different views on things. However, on the things that make us a husband and wife, I would like to think that for the most part, her and I do see eye to eye. I mean, she has helped me tremendously in being able to communicate. And even when I find things offensive, now she may not agree with it, but at least she can understand that, hey, I didn't agree with this. Or, you know, I found this to be offensive. Or, you know, why did you say this? Or this is how I perceived it. And again, we have 13 years and I love my wife today like I did day one. And I can actually say probably a little bit more today because of who I've grown to be as a person, as a human being, as an individual, as a friend, and as a husband. So I can honestly say that because my wife is experiencing the best of me um, right now. And is there more to come? Absolutely, because each day I really do invest in trying to be a better human being. And that's all around. So, you know, really look at the relationships that we have, again, if you're in an abusive relationship, whether it's verbal, mental, physical, please do everything that you can to get out of that relationship. There is help out there. Understand also the type of relationships that you're showing your kids as a father. Are you okay if your daughter married a man just like you?
mothers, are you okay if your son married a woman that was exactly like you? And what are we teaching our kids? Number two, are you happy? And if you're not happy, why are you not happy? Are you communicating in your relationships? Are you being listened to? Are you having fruitful conversations where you feel as though that the relationship is growing into something beautiful? If not, then you need to move on. Because let me tell you something. Number one, kids don't keep a man. Sex don't keep a woman. Um, At the end of the day, happiness is what it's about. It's not about materialistic things. Again, if you marry a drug dealer, if you get into a relationship with a drug dealer, what do you think is going to happen? Well, Eventually, you may get raided and go to jail. You're no longer going to have the possessions that you have. And now you're stuck having to run around, try to figure out bail money, try to figure out lawyer, your kids. Are they being taken away? Are they going to be put into a system that frankly doesn't work? We know the system doesn't work. And so, you know, what are you doing for your relationships? Are you investing genuinely and honestly into the relationship? And if that's reciprocal, are you receiving that back? If you're not receiving that back, then you really need to take a look at your relationship and say, hey, is it really worth it? Because at the end of the day, we only get one life. Sometimes we only get one opportunity to be able to build beautiful things with people. And those things should be genuine. They should be honest. They should be trusting. And if you don't have those in a relationship, then you really need to figure out, why am I stuck in this relationship? It is not fruitful. You see, the thing about trust is that it takes forever to earn. Number two, once it's gone, it takes boatloads of years, if ever, to gain it back. So you really have to be considerate and really understanding who you are as a person. Because I wholeheartedly believe that if you're not a happy individual within, you can't be happy with other people. Other people can't make you happy if you're not happy yourself. And so, again, there's counseling out there. There's a whole bunch of self-help, you know, material, not only through podcasts, but YouTube, books. I mean, there is a plethora of information that allow for us, right, to grow as human beings, to grow as a person, to be able to develop self-worth, to be able to be honest with one another, and to be honest with other people. And so this is why, you know, I took a special king to relationships because, you know, the type of relationships that we see nowadays, you know, a, a, a lot of individuals and a lot of the youth, if you will, right, you know, a lot of what you see in commercials, what you see in videos and things of that nature is really, um, um, how you say, uh, sexually... Uh, how you say it, putting things out there that everything needs to be of a sexual nature. And so, but it's not true. Not all relationships is of a sexual nature. Number two, for men and women, you know, show some self-respect. Now, I'm not saying that you can't dress sexy and classy. Men, I'm not saying that you can't dress real laid back. But at the same time, you know, show self-respect, you know, that no, you're going to respect me as a human being, you know, that you're going to put your best foot 
forward, that you're going to be the best person that you possibly can. And the moment that someone disrespects you, you put them in your place because you know what? You have that self-respect. You don't need to be a sex object. Nobody needs to be looked at as a sex object. However, you know what? Society portrays that. Look at the music videos. Look at the commercials, right? You know, it's funny if you look at it. Commercials are real quick to put like a pretty girl in a bikini, guy with six, you know, um, six pack abs and, and this and that nature. But it's funny that, you know what? And I noticed this and, and I find this really interesting. They're quick to do that, right? But how many beer commercials do you see where they're showing the person drunk? Where they're showing the person belligerent? Where they're showing that the person that's over intoxicated is being mentally and, and physically and verbally abusive? No, you don't see that, but we know that to be real. We know that alcoholism is real. We know that alcoholism and DUIs kill boatloads of people year in and year out. But yeah, you don't see those things on the commercial. And so, therefore, do not, do not think that life is like those commercials. Ladies, girls, teenagers, please don't think that you need to be a sexual object. Guys, Please don't think that, you know, you need to walk around at the age of 45 years old with, 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 with your pants below your butt showing your boxers. To me, I'm going to be honest with you, that's that's not respect. You know, how, how do you expect to really gain someone's respect, a business partner, someone that's really going to have your back at the end of the day is going to want the best of you? Now, it doesn't mean that you can't be leisurely. It doesn't mean that you can't be sexually classy with your partner. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But self-worth, self-respect, self-dignity, to me, that goes above, and it will show. It, it really would. Like, you don't need to be a sex object, you know? You don't need to measure your self-worth based on a model, based on a video, based on someone that's taking photo shoots because, you know what, that's how they make their money. You know, no, you don't need to measure up to them. Measure yourself by you. I don't compare myself to nobody else, and nobody else should compare themselves to me because that's not realistic, and it's not going to be fruitful in a relationship. Another thing that I want to talk about relationships that I see all too often, and, and relationships is not a competition, folks. Know that you don't need to be in competition with your spouse, with your partner, your significant other, your lover, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You don't need to be in competition. It's, it's, it's two people coming together to work as a unit. You don't need to be competing with one another. To me, I to, that really um, does throw me for a loop. For the death of me, I can't understand that. Now, I don't mean that, you know, playing cards or, or you know, um, working out together because I believe that there is some healthy competition. But at the end of the day, I'm not trying to do up my wife. If my wife makes more than me, so what? I'm okay with it. I know that I work. I know I work hard. And, you know, I do the best that I can to try to help to meet people's needs. And, and the field that I'm working in is trying to assist people overcome addiction. And so what? My wife may be a CEO at, at a corporation. Hey, I'm glad. Okay. But vice versa. Women, you don't need to compare yourself or, or compete. 
with that other person at the end of the day. It's about lifting each other up. It's about building something that's lovable, that's tangible, that's honest, that's pure. And and let me tell you, folks, those that are listening, it takes work. It takes commitment. It takes honesty. It takes to being able to put our egos and our pride aside. And so, you know, I give credit to my wife, Margarita Valentine. I love you to death. You have definitely been my rock. You've been my biggest supporter. But at the end of the day, you've been my equal. And that's what relationships are. You guys are equal in the relationship. Not one person has more than the other. Not one person is respected more than the other. Not one person is being loved more than the other. It's about mutual respect. It's about equality. It's about being fair. It's about trusting. And it's about loving at the end of the day. So, you know, I hope that whoever's listening to this podcast that, you know, it, it helps you understand some things. Hopefully, for those that are struggling in relationships, it gives you some ideas, some foundation as to how to create and, and how to invest in the relationships. But at the same token, I hope that it lets you evaluate and reevaluate the relationships that you have. Because I'm honest, relationships is not a one-way street. And you constantly have to work at them in order for them to improve, for them to become loving and something beautiful. You know, when, when you see on TV or in a movie or hear on the radio or on the news, hey, you know, this couple celebrated 45 years of marriage. Do you think that that happened overnight? Do you think that, that it didn't come with its headaches and its challenges? No, but you know what? Their love... And their commitment to their relationship was greater than the obstacles that they faced. So with that said, you know, I'm going to end the show with peace, love, be kind to one another. And I appreciate the listeners that I have. Please subscribe to my podcast and share it so that others can also get some education and some, you know, direction, if you will. Uh, my name is Anthony Valentine. Thank you. Be kind. Be safe. May God bless. Thank you for listening. Bye.